low beyond radical listeners i hope you all are doing well uh, i've been a bit busy with work and travel and it's just really kind of messed me up i know i've been uh, promising this episode for a little bit but uh hopefully we're back on track um like i said just just kind of a crazy week for me a couple crazy couple weeks uh just been traveling a lot and it just kind of and working at night so it really messes with my sleep schedule and trying to keep up with this. Um, but, you know, enough with the excuses. Um, I'm trying to get back on track and get things moving. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to get this stuff done um, the next few weeks. Get back to where I'm on the daily uh, with just uh, social media postings and all that good stuff. So... All right, let's get into it. So the episode I've been promising is um, about the attack on masculinity. Now, we've been seeing a lot of this here in the last couple of weeks um, where uh, I believe it was Candace Owens that was uh, addressing this. This is, a, this is an issue that I've been uh, talking about in, in some um, men's groups at, that, at, at churches uh, for a little while. Um that I, I that I have previously spoken. Actually, I'm not currently speaking, but I have previously spoken to with, with other men's groups about this very subject of the attack on masculinity uh, by media, by entertainment, by um, essentially what we would as Christians deem the world. So, uh, yeah. So it's been interesting to watch this unfold um, the last few weeks. Uh, Candace Owens basically had made a statement about Harry Styles. He had had a uh, photo shoot, I guess, for, I think it was Vogue, uh, where he was appearing in, in women's dresses, and this was being uh, applauded and, and lauded in, on the left, and, and people saying, hooray for him, uh, so bold, so good, uh, you know, wearing these women's dresses, this is so radical, and this is awesome, this is how it should be, uh, you know, it's great that we're seeing these that he's not afraid of appearing feminine. <laughs> and it was just really being celebrated. And Candace Owens had spoke up about it and, and had called him out on it. Like, hey, we need to bring men back. Bring masculinity back and celebrate masculinity. We've had uh, such an attack on uh, masculinity in, in really the last... I mean, it's been going on for decades, but it's really been coming to a head here uh, within the last 10 years. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's crept its way into the church as well. Uh, you see a lot of these, these feminist ideas creeping its way into the church and really um, downplaying the role of the man in the house, the role of the man in, in, in the church itself. And it's really crept its way in and it's really, caused a, a, an issue um, when it comes to the men of the house being men of the house. <laughs> being the men of the house, being the, the provider, being the, being the head of the household. Uh, you know, we're called to be the head of the household, uh, and it is our duty to be so. And there's nothing that is toxic about that idea. 
And that's what we're told, that it's toxic. Um, it's toxic ma masculinity to, to be manly uh, in any sort of fashion, in any sort of, you know, way of displaying masculinity that, that you know, whether it be like, you know, being, you know, lifting weights or, or, you know, shooting guns or, you know, growing a beard for that matter, um, is, is toxic masculinity that this, that, that, you know, to be masculine is, is just, it's part of the patriarchy, you know, and these ideas are poisonous and it's not good for our children that we are being told not to raise boys to be men, but to be effeminate to a degree. And it's, it's poison. It's poison to our society not to have masculine men. And there's a reason behind this narrative. Uh, there, there's, there's a purpose for it. And we're seeing it now, okay? Uh, with the election and everything that's happening and, and what's going on um, beyond that, uh, we're, we're seeing what, what is happening, okay? So let's, let's kind of dive into, into that aspect of why this narrative is being pushed and has been pushed since the feminist movement in the 60s, okay? Uh, it should be, what, third wave or something? Um, what we have been seeing in television, in sitcoms, and in, in that, that type of environment, uh, what the message is about men, Okay, and fatherhood. All right, so what we've seen. So if you look at our entertainment, you look at um, shows like Everybody ha Loves Raymond, um, King of Queens, that those types of, of shows. Uh, even I mean, I've recently been watching Family Matters, uh, just these retro shows, just showing my kids like these old shows that I used to watch on you know TGIF on Friday nights. Uh, type of thing and seeing the pattern there as well uh, where you know men and the husband and the father is just portrayed as a fool he's portrayed as an idiot as someone who is stupid who doesn't belong that he should just his his, his utility is just to bring money and that's it to work and that's all and 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 the woman is the head of the household and he can't do anything right. He's stupid. He's a fool. He's dumb. He's this, he's that, you know, and it's a constant portrayal of men as being idiots that are incapable of handling finances that are incapable of handling day-to-day -day, uh, household activities for that matter, that their ideas and, and what they do is just stupid. Okay, so this has been going on for decades. This portrayal of men as stupid, as ignoramuses that are just out there, morons, um, has been going on for decades. It's demoralizing to men, and they uplift the woman. Now, don't get me wrong when I'm speaking about uplifting women. I think that women have their place. Obviously, men have their place as well. And it's recognizing those places. 
and recognizing why we complement each other. Okay. So that's the problem is you don't have this, this portrayal of, of men and women complementing each other. You have one that's better and one that's not. Okay. And that's not what we are taught in scripture. We're not taught that one is better than the other. Now we are taught that there are roles within the household. You know, we're taught the men is, is ahead of the household. Okay. And you'll have some feminists, you always have the one, oh, yes, but the woman is the neck that turns the head. You know, haha, funny. You know, but that's not what we're called to do. We are called to be the head of the household. And that doesn't just mean from a financial aspect, okay? It doesn't mean just from a job aspect. It doesn't mean, you know, uh, just from just from those, just from that aspect of itself within just, just financially, being the head of the household. This is a, from a spiritual level as well. As, a, as, as the man of the house, as the, as, the, as the husband, as the leader, as the father, you are to be the spiritual leader of your household. You are the one that should be teaching your children about the ways of God. You are the one who should be praying for your home. You need to be the spiritual leader of your house. Not just a finance financial leader, okay? The spiritual leader is 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 the most important part of it. But you see, this idea that we need to lift women above the men and that women should be the spiritual leaders, and that they're naturally that way and that men aren't, is an idea that has crept its way into the church and that it is wrong. It's just plain wrong. You know, I've had um, some experience in some churches where they lack men's groups, like men's fellowship. They don't have it. They have women's fellowship. They have all these things for the women, right? They have all these different little groups, these subsets, and these cadres, if you want to call them that. Uh, or you have these, you know, separate little small groups. Uh, they have small groups uh, that get together for the women and for this and for that. And that's great. But you have nothing for the men and on purpose. Okay. Now, I was involved in one church where, you know, myself and a couple other guys were like, yeah, we need to have something for the men of the church, whether it be monthly or, or, or quarterly or something, just something that we can get together, we can pray, we can have worship together, and we can go and have outings together, you know, we could have a retreat, a men's retreat or something and we get something started, but then the pastor just totally backed down from it, which I found rather odd. Like, why would you back down when you saw, because we had uh, uh, um, our first men's group and, and we came you know, together and, and we, I, I led worship and we had a great time. And I, and I just, I love to hear the choir of men just singing in worship. And I remember just kind of 
pausing and, and stepping off the mic basically and just like leading and letting their voices be risen and hearing them sing together and it was powerful and i remember one of the other guys i was leading with he had to ask the pastor he's like have you ever heard he something like that before and i was like no i've never heard just a group of men just like that essentially which i thought was rather odd and it was like, wasn't it pretty awesome? He's like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty neat, you know. But then he put the kibosh on it. He just totally shut it down. Where we no longer had the men's meetings. We no longer had those things. We weren't allowed to have it, you know. And it was kind of disappointing to see. It's like, because now you basically just shut down half of your, your congregation. Like, you don't have a place. Like, you're here to help tear down and set up for the women's things. That's what you do. If you're going to do anything, that's what you're going to do. You're going to help tear down and set up for everything. You're just a utility. And that's not good. And I see that happening in other churches where the men's the men don't have something to get together. And I think it's funny that, you know, these feminist movements want men to express their feelings and blah, 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 and talk about this and talk about that. But they don't give them an avenue to which to do that because they, they want to be part of the part of the conversation. And that's not necessarily something that needs to happen. I mean, there are times where, yes, you need to speak with your spouse. You need to be part of that conversation of what, what's going on with, if you're having trouble, but you know, men need to speak to men. Men need to lift each other up and encourage one another. And when you provide a space for that, it makes your home life a lot better because sometimes you just need to vent. Sometimes you just need to go out and just, just, just let it out. And, and you'll see that other men might be going through the same thing. But when you don't have that avenue, you just have this mounting pressure that's just building and building and building and building. And one day, it's going to come out somehow. And it's not going to be good. And you see a rise in divorce within the church. And it's my opinion. It's because we're not teaching our men or giving our men opportunity to gather together and lift one another up, to pray with one another to have fellowship with one another. And it's causing a rift within our homes because now the men are not taught to be the spiritual leaders of their homes. They just come to church and they sit there and that's it. There's nothing for them. And it's wrong that the church is, is bought in to this feminist idea, the feminazi idea of that women are oppressed and that you know we need to, to lift them up above everything and that's it. And not give a voice to the men because, you know, that's not good because, you know, it's part of the patriarchy. And this idea that men can't be spiritual or that they aren't spiritual is wrong and it's killing our churches. It really is. I mean, church attendance is on a deep dive right now. I mean, it's just way, way, way down. And a lot of it has to do with not 
giving a voice to the men of the church, giving them some space. And it's sad to see it. We are called to be the spiritual leaders of our home, and we are not. And this is nothing against spiritual women at all. Again, we complement one another. But you, as the man of your household, need to be the spiritual leader of your household. Need to be the one that sets the example for your children. Set the example for your boys of how to be a man of God. Set the example for your girls of whom they should be marrying. What type of man they should marry. A man of God. Be that example. And the church is failing at teaching that. And it's crept its way. What's happening in the world has crept its way into the church. You have this idea that's been being preached within our school system, in the public school system, for years, for decades. And we're now seeing it. Why it's crept into the church is because this idea has been played out and taught and embedded into the minds of the children from decades earlier that have been in public school system all this time, that have gone through university and all that. They, they, they've been taught uh, that women, men are dumb and women are the geniuses, that women is the way of the future, and it's crept its way into the church, and men have backed down. And when you see, when you have these men that cower down, that are just, that are beaten down and have no say, then you have, you're losing your society. Because when you have a weak society... That's when tyrannical governments can come in. The idea to beat your society, the men of your society down, and to downplay masculinity, and to say that it's toxic, is because they want weak men. They want cowering men. So that it is easier to take over. It is easier to, to, to enter into a tyrannical government because now you have nobody that's going that's willing to stand up and give their life for liberty. No one who's going to stand up for their household. And that plays out in your home from a spiritual aspect. Because if you aren't in prayer, if you aren't teaching your children and being a spiritual leader... The enemy, the devil, and his armies know. So then they come in and they attack and they know that you can be defeated because you are not spiritually strong. You are not a masculine spirit. You will just bow down. You will fall. And this is why we see Less and less men in the church. As the church, we need to lift our men up. Show them how to be spiritual leaders of their household. Not just a financier of the house. Because that's a lot of a lot of men believe that too. That that just being the one who provides for the family financially 
is being the man of the house, yet their wife's the ones controlling the purse strings. They're not the one holding the wallet. They just earn the money and she spends it. Doesn't know where it's going. You're not being responsible for your home and that gives you no purpose. So we need to stop being weak Christians. You see, this is what happens when you have weak men and you, and you know you see this play up of effeminate men within the church. I mean, not even necessarily effeminate, but you know, the world sets fashion motion in motion, right? And, and and when we have men that are following these fashion trends that are our pastors, I mean, I'm not about suit and tie type of person. Like you, you, if you're the pastor, you need to wear a suit and tie. That's just how it is. Everybody needs to wear a suit and tie. I'm not about that. But when you have these pastors that are sitting here with their little man buns and, and their skinny jeans that are super tight, so tight they're camel toned because you know there's nothing in their, in their pants because their wife's the one who controls everything, it creates a weak church. And they're, again, weak men. So when you have a government telling you you cannot meet when you have a government that's telling you cannot exercise your right to worship and to open up your churches, they just sit back and say, well, we got to follow the rules. That's just how it is. Just, you know, we got to make sure we put our mask on and do this and do that. And, 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 and you know, we got to take your temperature before you come in here and, you know, all this. And they don't stand up for what is right to open up their church because they are weak men. They are weak. You need to open up your church. Stand up for what is right. There's a few of them out there that are standing up, that are taking the government to court and getting the Supreme Court to rule in their favor because it's unconstitutional. If you can't stand up now if you cannot stand up now, you're not going to stand up when this gets worse. When they tell you we're going to shut down everything, that you are not essential, that church is not essential, but yet the strip club down the street, that's essential. The casinos are essential. The bars are essential. The liquor stores are essential. Your little weed shops are essential. But you as the church aren't essential. And so you say, okay, you're right. Sorry, guys. We're, we're real bummed that we can't meet together. But, you know, get on the Zoom. Go check us out on the live stream on YouTube. And you don't stand up for what's right. It's because you have weak men leading the church. Weak shepherds that can't defend off, can't fend off the lions, the wolves that come for their sheep. They can't defend them because they are weak. They are spiritually weak and they have a weak mindset. Defend your flock. Fight for your flock. What are you doing? The men of the church need to rise up. The men of the church need to come together and pray. And they need to rise up 
And sometimes you've got to get physical. Sometimes you have to go physically and fight for your right to have your service, to open up your church, to stand up against tyranny, to stand up against what's being brought upon us, not be weak men, not just bow down and not adhere to these tyrannical, draconian laws or mandates. Stop being weak men. It's sinful not to be strong, spiritual men. Defend your flock. We're heading into some dark, dark times. You think this year was bad? Get ready. It will get worse. And if you are spiritually weak, you will not survive. The church will be forced to go underground. Are you willing to take that up? Are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to risk prison? Are you willing to risk your life to feed your flock? Because you're not doing it now. So I highly doubt you'll be able to do it then. The person of the persecution of the church is coming. It's going to get worse. It's been, it's been here. But this is nothing compared to what it's going to be. And you see, we've allowed ourselves to fall into the trap of following worldly trends. So yeah, masculinity's bad. You know, the Bible wasn't right about that. You know, it had, it had to do with, with the, the times. That was from that was just the times back then. We have to look at it from that aspect. Don't you know the Holy Spirit knew the time from the expanse of time of man? That these words are timeless words? That they would apply yesterday, today, and forever? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. We need spiritual men. We need spiritual leaders. We need pastors that are willing to defend their flock. Because otherwise, all is lost. These next few months are going to be interesting. We're going to see where things go. But if it goes the way I think it's going to go, the unfortunate way, things will get worse for the church. We need men that are going to be willing to stand up for the church, for the Lord, for God. Think about that. This is not just about opening your church. This is about defending your God. This is the time where you have to be David in the boldness of God to face the Goliath while the rest of the men, the rest of these pussy Christians are cowering in the back. You have to be David and say, who the hell is this guy talking shit on my God? Who does this person think he is? Why are we not fighting? I'll be the one to go out there. I'll be the one to go and defend our God because nobody else is doing it. You guys are supposed to be soldiers and you're not standing up to this dude? Where is your faith? Do you not know who you serve? I'll go out there and I'll take care of this. Because none of you are. We have no Davids in our leadership. 
We have nobody with boldness to stand up for what's right, to stand up for their God. They bow down to the government instead of standing up for their God. The one who gave his life for them, for all of us. And we can't stand up and tell the government that they have no power over us. That we will stand up and worship our God and open our churches. We need Davids when we have these Goliaths in our midst. We need Davids to defend their flock from the wolves, from the lions, from the bears. Be a David, not a Saul. Do not cower. Stand up. Rise up to the occasion. Be brave. Be bold. Be a man. It's time for the men of the church to rise up, to rise up to the occasion, to begin to take their role seriously within their house and within the church. You need to rise up. Stop being the spiritual wimp and take a hold of your role and rise up as the head of the household. That's going to be it for me. If you like the podcast, then share it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening.